My name is Jenny J, and you're listening to For Better or Verse, a podcast in which we talk to other creatives, entrepreneurs, and artists, why they do what they do, and what keeps them going. Now, this episode that you're about to listen to is a little different, so I'm going to give you a little preface. This episode features Sarah Ray. She is a mountaineer and an incredible critical thinker who has done research that includes work with Doctors Without Borders and the work that has taken her all the way to Nepal, uh, to Brazil, and then within the city of Toronto. Not just that, she's also an incredible, incredible friend and my co-director on a new documentary that we've been working on over the last couple of months, something that took us to Cuba back in December of 2017. So this conversation that we recorded actually happened right after that, um, right before the beginning of the editing process and when we were very new to the uh, post-production side of this documentary. Currently, Sarah Ray is finishing up mountaineering school out west. Uh, I am in New York and things have changed. The documentary still is well set on its way to post-production but won't be coming out for quite a while as full and documentaries tend to take some time and require a lot of self-evaluation along with time to edit, to create, and to let it breathe. This conversation, listening back to it, to edit it, to put it together for this podcast was refreshing to listen to. It is sometimes important as directors, as creators, to remember why you created something, why you actually decided to do it in the first place, and who is it for? What is your audience? And why are you, the creator, the best person to tell that story? Working on this documentary has asked a lot of questions for the both of us. And as I've been editing in the last few months, these questions have sometimes gotten muddled when it comes to the answers. Self-doubt or asking yourself why you're telling the same story or what story it is that you're telling in the first place can get lost when you're spending hours and hours in an editing room. So listening back on conversations like this offer a lot of clarity and remind me as well why I travel the way I travel, what stories I want to tell, and how I'm going to do it. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Sarah Ray has a lot of very valid and important things to say, and if you are a traveler, if you are, honestly, if you are anyone, I always think that these conversations are important. And so I hope you take something from it. So that's this episode. I hope you take the time to enjoy it and you tune in every other Friday for a new episode of For Better or Worse. Podcast episodes will be dropping regularly with new creators, entrepreneurs, artists, and everything in between, really just talking about how their minds work and what's keeping them motivated. The production of the podcast is also just about to get a little bit better, so I hope you stay tuned for all of that. And in the meantime, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or thoughts on what we're talking about, feel free to tweet at us, at me, uh, at JustJennyJ, that's J-U-S-T-J-E-N-N-Y-J-A-Y, or at Sisterhood Media, S-I-S-T-E-R-H-O-O-D-M-E-D-I-A. Um, that is a production company that myself and Sama run, the same production company that helps produce this very podcast that you're listening to. So let us know your thoughts, let us know who we should feature next, and tell us that you're listening. So until next time, here's an episode 
for better or worse. You make me happy, whether you know it or not. We should be happy, that's what I said from the start. I am so happy, knowing you are the one that I want for the rest of my days. It just seems like calling it a film about tourism is false advertising. Because it's not about tourism. It's also not really about Cuba. It is about Cuba, but more as a case study. Less as a um, topic. I think the topic is hypocrisy. Almost. And I never really thought about that when we were there, but listening to interviews, listening back to interviews, it has become clear to me that what we're trying to show and the way that I think we it's going to be edited is a way that exposes people to themselves. But it's almost like you have to warm them up to that. You have to allow them to want to learn about themselves using tourism as like an opening to that. But I see it more as a film about Western, Western hypocrisy. And I don't know if I vocalized that to you yet, <laughs> but um, that's just the vibe I'm getting from listening back to everything. Even from the tourists that we interviewed that we absolutely loved, it's it's so interesting to hear what locals have to say in contrast to what tourists have to say. They, they're like self-reinforcing in an opposite way. And it's just, it's so powerful and I'm, I'm super, super excited. But the, I think the challenge will be getting people to want to, um, want to challenge themselves. Most people don't walk into a documentary or walk into a film festival looking for self-reflection. They look for cinematography, etc., etc. But I think that that's how you change something or that's how you challenge something is um, by encouraging people to be self-reflective. So you're listening to For Better or Worse. Uh, we are in the studio with Sarah Ray, my pal, my friend, and my co-director on the documentary that we just came back uh, from filming in Cuba that you were just going on about. And I think that was a perfect introduction to, to what we're trying to do. And I think uh, that's important. And... Um, so this episode, we're actually going to talk about the idea of creating and what we are in the middle of creating. Uh, Sarah Ray is... Well, tell me about yourself, Sarah Ray. Give me your introduction. What do you do? Apparently, the way I'm supposed to introduce myself <laughs> is as a mountain climber and a, a balcony accident survivor. <laughs> Um, but Sarah no, Ray climbs mountains and balconies <laughs> fall on her. That is an accurate description as to who she is as a human. However, there is a lot more to, to this wonderful, wonderful human. I like to think there's a lot more. <laughs> um, so I originally met Sarah Ray four years ago uh, when we were up doing a thing in the Yukon. And it has now been four years later and we're making documentaries and critically thinking about the places that we go and the people that we meet and why it's important to tell their stories. Um, so I, my first question, my first, our first conversation, um, 
I know like it was really intimidating to go into Cuba and to, to start this project because you have a lot of ideas and you are a creative person, but you've never um, really pursued the actual creating aspect. And you, your, your talent and your focus has always been the critical thinking aspect. So what was that like? How did you feel when you started? I would love to know. Tell me more. <laughs> uh, intimidated was kind of an understatement. Even the GoPro was a little bit much to, to learn for me the first the first couple days. Uh, I knew we had a story and we had a vision. Well, we didn't actually know what our story was to begin with. But we had all these ideas. We knew there was a story there. The, the story existed somewhere in all the ideas. Stories exist everywhere. It was almost like, take your pick of what story you want to focus on. And I think that was the overwhelming part. Because you can be as critical as you want. You can be the best filmmaker in the world, but if you don't have a direction or you don't have um, a way to make people care, it's it ends up being a little bit pointless. It was almost like going to Cuba was keeping a promise to myself in a way. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a promise to never travel again because I didn't like the way it was being done. It was just to, if I were to travel again, to do it in a way that's not harmful, that addresses and uses my privilege in a positive manner. Um, to learn the language was a big part of it, and that we did. Yeah. And to just make something meaningful out of it, because the world doesn't need any more people who travel selfishly or travel for nothing but their own benefit. And so making this film and the process of making this film has just felt like keeping a promise to myself and further than that it it almost seemed like it was pushing people to make promises to themselves it was like finally being able to speak to the travelers of the world the people who visit cuba who we learned was out of 30 million canadians each year 1 million canadians go to cuba that is an insane number of people who will be able to relate to this film have something to take home with them and hopefully, like I said, be a little bit more self-reflective of themselves. I think what you were saying earlier was super, I mean, super real. People generally, um, <coughs> people generally go and watch films to be like, this is great cinematography, and wow, this was done fantastic, and what a great piece of entertainment that I enjoyed for one hour of my life. Um, and I feel like documentary filmmaking is a little different because you know what you're about, you're about to learn something, hopefully, um, in documentary filmmaking, but still people don't expect to walk away being like, oh, this made me think about how I act. And I think that's one of the benefits of being able to be in that specific stream and be able to try to create content that does that. I think it puts a lot of pressure on us. I know about you, pal. I think the most uh, lucky thing, not lucky, fortunate thing we have to do with this film is get it to people who will use it. And that what I mean by that is critical theory and critical reflection is, is great to learn, but it's so exclusive. And it can be so ivory tower and inaccessible to the regular public and that's something that I think documentaries have such a a great audience to be able to reach 
uh, and we'll use that medium in a way that I have never been used to using before. And it was definitely a challenge keeping that in the back of my mind for this whole process. Um, so you are about to watch Anand Versus, uh, a doc- great documentary um, that I recently also just watched. And one of the topics at hand in talking to the director and people who made it was the fact that it had to be more than just walking into a community and um, creating this film and kind of taking from them and then profiting off of it. And I think that's something that we found in Cuba that was really important to to actually, you know, let the people know that are part of the film that it is important and we do have a responsibility to them to make it. We had a responsibility to them to not only make it, but make sure their voices were heard in the right light. Um, but I think with traveling, uh, the very basis of Instagram bloggers and um, YouTubers is to go to a place and take from it what they can and create something that's inaccessible to the people they're filming or the communities they're filming, but um, glamorizes the entire process. Do you still, I don't know. I don't, I don't know where I'm going with that, but how do you feel? I feel like I have a real vendetta against that image of traveling. Not only because it's harmful to people, it simplifies people and their lives, it simplifies places and their history and cultures and languages, but it it makes travelers feel like they're not enough. Like when traveling gets hard, which in my opinion, traveling is difficult and unglamorous 90% of the time. It makes people feel like they're not doing it properly or they're not displaying it properly. And traveling is not about display. And that's the problem that I have. I think, in theory, um, a lot of people understand that it's supposed to be intrinsic and it's supposed to make you grow and and reevaluate your values and how you see the world. Um, But it's becoming something that's super superficial and like I remember reading um a tweet from someone I know who's traveled to many many places and he was like if you don't dress well when you go to the airport then what are you doing and I was just like airports are uncomfortable I like to be comfortable with a flight like no one goes out wearing a skirt and like a flowing scarf because it simply is not logical um but yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Um, we're running right through the time for this episode. Um, but I wanted to talk to you about your um, the mixing of critical thinking and creativity and what that's been like. Because a lot of people who are creative have these ideas and these grand ideas, but sometimes lack direction. I lack direction sometimes because I have ideas and, and scenes that I want to shoot and things that I want to create as images, but... I don't necessarily know what story I'm telling or where it's going and why it's going to make a difference. So what is that process like for you and how do you want to make it better? Is that a lot of questions? You ask a lot of questions right then. <laughs> that was a lot of questions. That's the start, pal. Um, I can try. It would be inappropriate for me to pretend like it was easy or in any way straightforward. I think that's valid. And that 
to pretend as if it didn't take brainstorming sessions every single night and self-reflection every single hour of the day to make sure we're doing this properly. It would be a facade to pretend like this was only for them, only for the people of Cuba, because in it is also for us. It was for our growth and for our storytelling, to challenge our storytelling. Um, so we'll start with that. What was the second part of your question? I wish it was better. How would you make it better? Easier. Should it be easy? The process of creating or like getting direction? I think like critical thinking and creating. I think that's what it is. I think it's always going to be hard to age. Yeah. In some ways, creating can sometimes be very self-focused. As if only the creator has something to gain from it, financially or otherwise. And that's not a good mindset going into anything. Um, even if it is successful in, in one part, it will burn out quickly. It's got to be for something greater, I think. But then again, I'm pretty new at this whole creative creating thing. Which brings me back to tie it into academia in a way what have you have to make what you're learning and what you're writing and what you're producing valuable to someone besides yourself or else it's pointless and that's a hard realization to face when you are applying for grants and things like that and you're trying to justify why it's useful for your your own um career ambitions and, and things but it it will burn out if you're not thinking of a grander scheme. Um, and I have one last thing to tie it into, which I guess it might sound like a bit of a stretch, but it almost feels like debating all this critical theory is its own privilege. I don't think that's a stretch. It's You just have to admit that you being able to be self-reflective Go to school, learn about these things, take them back to wherever you're going to take them or through whatever medium you're going to share it with is not something accessible to a lot of people in the world, a lot of people in your own communities. And I think it would be wrong to take critical theory and use it against anyone because it's not always intuitive. It's, it really is a privilege to be able to learn and be able to share I think that's important. I think you mentioned it to me a few times when we were out there. And I like I enjoy having that reminder. I need that reminder. Um, and I think what you said is like you're right. Um, I didn't always know the things that I know and I'm still learning. So like how can you be mad at someone else for not knowing what you now know? And I think that's valid and I I think that it's also something to look back on every time I see another friend who's traveling to a place and went to a country and never saw a single local because they were partying for two weeks on a beach, you know? Those, on the other hand, are the kind of people who you can talk to about using their privilege in a more correct way. Mm -hmm. Because they have that privilege. They're exuding that privilege whenever they travel, wherever they go. And one thing we... Uh, we ran into 
in Cuba was how blatantly awkward it is that we are able to travel so freely. A $400 round trip plane ticket was economical for us when that is three or four years or five years of their yearly savings. And it's so economically restrictive for them to travel that if we didn't address that in itself, or even just as one of our uh, respondents said, just grieve about how uncomfortable that is, but then take it and and use it in a more appropriate way, which is not usually on Instagram, Mm -hmm. like trying to make it all seem like it's okay. Respect that it's not there. And that as long as you're using it in the right way, then that's all you can do. Because, I mean, you were saying earlier, it's not uncomfortable, it's awkward, right? It's awkward. You're a great human. I like the way you think. <laughs> I appreciate the way you think. Well, thank you. I Let me tell you, it didn't come overnight. It didn't. This is not naturally born this way. I've been very fortunate. Um, I don't even remember you thinking this way four years ago when I first met you. So, I think your life motto, which is still kind of your life motto, I feel like, was you're never lost when you're on an adventure. Yeah, I have, I am very multifaceted. There are <laughs> a few different parts of me. Um, but yeah, I won't, I will credit part of my current worldview to school, but I would also credit it to who I surround myself with and my own experiences that I have generated for myself and that have, that I've been fortunate enough to be part of. So, um, tell the world what's next, uh, for your plans after this documentary process and while this documentary process is happening, uh, (laughs) what are you going to be doing? I am heading back to Jasper, Alberta next week. Um, in March, in just a couple months, I start a mountaineering course, which, as I mentioned, is another part of my my another life. Another one of your multifaceted parts of you. Yes. Um, it's a three-month course out west in the Rockies. Uh, I've been dreaming about it for two years, and I finally just, just did it, or will do it. And let me tell you, though, I think this whole documentary filmmaking mindset has is addictive because we've been brainstorming in the middle of this one. We've been brainstorming about our next, our next one, our next project, our next project. I feel like that's just the nature of being an artist halfway through the middle of, not even halfway through the middle of one. And you're like, and I have this idea for next year. And then for the year after that, and then after we can do this and um, all of these are fantastic and we will definitely follow through with all of it. And some of them we can scrap. Some of them we can scrap along the way. <laughs> So, so there were just ideas that we had in a tunnel of ideas that we were like, it is, this is great. It's all a work in progress. Everything. Um, we're almost out of time for today. This is just about half an hour. How can everyone contact you, Sarah? I have email. You also have Instagram. <laughs> I have Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like email is more um, responsive. Uh, my Instagram is Sarah Friend Ray. Because she's a pal. She's a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, contrary to popular belief, friend is not my middle name, but... It could be. It, it might as well be. Might as well be. Um, yeah. 
So that has been your episode of For Better or Verse. My name is Jenny J, and I have been your host. I've also produced this podcast uh, with and on behalf of Sisterhood Media, the production company that Sama Ali and I run, that you constantly hear weaved out throughout these podcasts. For all of the regular listeners, I want to say thank you. Thank you for following along on what has been a wild and great journey. And for all the new ones, thank you for joining, and I hope you stay tuned. The next podcast episode will drop on June 15th. Podcast episodes of For Better or Worse drop every other Friday, so be sure to stay tuned in. Until next time, thanks for joining.